are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. As with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience is everybody. And today, we actually have our special guest uh, who's been on the podcast before, is the CEO of KitCheck, uh, Kevin McDonald. And, uh, we're going to be talking about some uh, really cool new technologies. Well, not really a new technology, but a new uh, consortium. So, Kevin, how are you doing today? Thank you again for being on the podcast. Doing great, Tony. Thanks so much for having me back. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, so yeah, I mean, just before we get started talking about, you know, um, the new RFID consortium and things like that, can you guys kind of just, for people who don't know you or don't know what KitCheck is, can you kind of give a brief overview of that? Sure. I'll try to make it quick. So KitCheck, we're really in what I call the medication intelligence business, which the idea is if we can put smarts around each dose and understand where each dose is flowing through the supply chain and ultimately through the hospital to the patient, we can solve a whole number of problems. And what that really boils down to for the hospital pharmacy is we're helping the hospital pharmacy basically do three things with that information about where those those different medications are. We're helping them save money on their their drug spend. We're helping them increase their efficiencies so they can be spending more time doing clinical work rather than clerical work. And we're helping them be safer and more compliant. Most folks know us for our RFID solution for kits and trays, primarily targeted at the procedural areas and crash carts. People also know us for our blue site for controlled substances product, which helps hospitals detect diversion and better manage controlled substances and other auditing. And we'll have yet more products coming down the pipe later this year. Awesome. Awesome. So, so the thing about the RFID tagging is that it hasn't been really a centralized. So how is it that you guys are potentially aiming towards that goal? Not just centralizing, but making sure that everybody's following the same standard. Yeah. So what we recognize, we've been having from our, over the whole history, we've been aiming to get more and more medications pre-tagged. And we've seen all the 503B compounders tagged over the past few years. And now there's a number of manufacturers that are applying RFID tags. And we realize that this is really bigger than us, right? So we're not going to end up creating something that competes with an Omnicell cabinet or a Pixis cabinet or something like that. And you have a fundamental issue in that you need to make sure that anything that gets tagged by a manufacturer of 503B can be read by anyone who has an RFID reader in the hospital. And it's a, it's a pretty hard problem because it's, it's multifaceted. So what we've been working in a world with these these different compounders and, and manufacturers to, to make the system work, but we figured we would do the entire industry a service by roping in sort of a much broader array of folks. So we're one of the founding members of Dose ID, and uh, we hope with that to expand the adoption of RFID both at manufacturing and then down to hospitals and different automation systems. Awesome, awesome. So, so I guess um for Dose ID, like, do you guys have like an official definition of what Dose ID is or what that group is? Sure. So, Dose ID is an industry consortium. It's a uh, member driven industry consortium. Basically, the members are the owners. There's no stockholders or anything like that. And really what it's aiming to do is bring together all of the different parts of the ecosystem, all the way from the silicon on the RFID tags to the RFID tag makers and the the label companies to the drug manufacturers, and of course, the pharmacy automation vendors and ultimately the hospitals to basically accomplish three things. One, we want to make sure that 
any drug that gets tagged works well when it hits the hospital. You don't want to have a tagged drug that you know doesn't work in a kit or doesn't work in a refrigerator. We want to make sure that if you buy a tagged drug, it's going to work in any piece of equipment, no matter who the vendor is from. The second thing we wanted to do was make sure that there's, so that's performance. The second thing we wanted to do is make sure there's interoperability, which I, I sort of overlapped there a little bit. So again, we don't want to make it so that you have to have all kit check gear or all whatever gear it might be. You are inherently in a world in the hospital where you may buy refrigerators from one party, cabinets from another, carousels from yet another, shelves from yet another. So we want to make sure that we're interoperable across. And just to kind of put a fine point on that, we really want to make sure that we avoid the pitfalls that we've had in a barcode world where you end up in this land of siloed applications. So we want it to be fully interoperable without recreating the silos that we created in the barcode world. And the time to do that is now as we're just bringing drugs to market. The third thing we want to do is make sure that everyone has complete and accurate data on the tagged medication. And just to give you a little bit of an insight on what we mean by that, it's not just understanding what is the NDC and lot number and expiration date, but if, for example, Sandoz is launching a team early in October, it's a refrigerated drug. So if it goes in a refrigerator and it comes out of a refrigerator, the expiration date for that vial of anectine is a shorter date than what is listed on the, the label itself. So being able to have the refrigerator communicate to a cabinet or a shelf that's downstream of it, what is that outside the refrigerated date is critically important. And it allows us to have a better view of where the drugs are. And this also applies to things like recalls or FDA extended dates like we had during COVID. So again, Dose ID member-driven all the way from the silicon manufacturers at the hospital is invited to join. And the idea is to create performance, interoperability, and complete and accurate data across the entire supply chain. So so how does that work? Is it like, will it be, like I guess, for hardware and for tags, are they like dose ID certified or something like that? Yeah. So one of the things that the the RFID industry has learned the hard way a few times is that you need some way of certifying that these things actually work well. And as you can imagine, you have a variety of different tag manufacturers and a variety of different automation vendors and different use cases, right? A fridge is different than a a kit is different than a cabinet. So the University of Auburn has a lab called the Arc Lab, and they've already stood up for the retail industry, which is the largest consumer of RFID tags on the planet, and the aerospace industry, a, a set of programs that does a couple of things. It allows the people who are making RFID tags to make sure they have high quality in their product and understand exactly what the performance characteristics are in a particular use case. And then for folks like KitCheck or any automation vendor, we can put our hardware at the Arc Lab and we can be assured that anything that is a dose ID certified tag will work in our dose ID certified equipment. So it means that if you are at a hospital and you're buying any sort of dose ID tag, you know that it's going to read well. It's going to be high quality. And you also know that if it's dose ID equipment, it's going to read any dose ID tag. So again, it's, the idea is Auburn, by being this, this very well-respected uh, academic, they can play this, this neutral party that tests both the tag side of things and the automation side of things uh, for everyone. 
That's really cool. So that's kind of like the life cycle from from beginning to end of like a certification process? Yeah. So there's a, a few certification processes. So there's certifying the tag itself and making sure that it works. Now, so it, it's a it's an incredibly difficult problem because if you imagine you are a, a manufacturer, so I'll go back to Sandoz who's launching some drugs next week. I'm sorry, next month. You have large vials and small vials. You potentially have other form factors that you may be launching over time. And a 20 mil vial has different space constraints than a, a 5 mil vial. So what ArcLab does is they give folks like Sandoz an ability to pick and choose from multiple vendors, different tags that will work for their particular use case. And then for us and other automation vendors, it, they provide both assurance that our stuff is going to work in a good, consistent way and assurance that new tags that are coming to market will also work. So it really expands innovation across both pharma as well as the automation vendors. One other piece of certification is that we want to make sure that when someone tags something, that it works in this interoperable way. So it's using the dose ID registry. So that way we understand that sort of complete and accurate data and we don't create the siloing that I was talking about earlier. So like for hardware, like you mentioned that you were having your uh, hardware over at the University of Auburn, right? Yes. So where when other hardware type of technologies need to get certified, do they do the same thing where they send it there and then it gets used or how does that work? Yeah, in most situations, the hardware vendor will call up Auburn and send an instance of the hardware. You know, some hardware is just so large that that's not possible. So what they would do is collaborate with Auburn on how to test it and make sure that they understand. What's happening behind the scenes, which is pretty neat, is Auburn puts a, a, a number scale. So basically, you have a number from, you know, 1 to 30 or 1 to 100 or whatever it is. And that's on both the hardware side and the tag side. So as long as your hardware is below whatever the numbers the tags are, you know that it's going to work, assuming you have a high-quality tag. It's important to note that the Arc Lab, you know, they've learned time and time again from retail and from aerospace and other industries. It's not just like, hey, will this thing work in general, but will it work consistently? You want to have, just like in a pharmaceutical manufacturer, you want to have really good, consistent performance tags, which means you need to have a quality system. So we know that if we hit this number and there's a quality tag on the other side of that number, it's going to work. I see, I see. And then for RFID tagging, it, it is a little slightly more pricey than regular barcodes. So I was wondering, like, what are the benefits of RFID that really uh, overtake the, the 2D barcode standard that we've kind of already used currently? Sure. So there's a whole number of different benefits. And by the way, the cost, what we've noticed, we there's actually an FDA pilot that said that the increase in quality and consistency can actually mean that to a drug manufacturer, it may not be significantly more expensive than doing barcode. It has to do with reject rates and things like that on the line that end up making it, uh, in some cases, cost neutral. And certainly if you have a, a recall, it can help you see downstream. At its, at its foundation, RFID has two general benefits, right? I can read many things at once and I can read them non-line of sight. But the advantage of RFID, it's it's effectively the difference between having internet access or not, right? So by using RFID, I can understand what is the context of this item? Has it been in a refrigerator? Do I need to change the extended use state? Are there other important things that downstream systems need to know? 
that's the real value of RFID is being able to have this contextual item that every single vendor can access rather than, yep, I know this is a vial of an ectine, but I have no idea where it's been before. I have no idea if there's anything that's important to me, uh, like it came out of the refrigerator 60 days ago. Okay, I see. And for the dose ID, I guess like how is having something like dose ID beneficial for the pharmacist, like just working downstream in the uh, in the pharmacy? Right. So I think to the the pharmacist, ultimately, it, it, it's a few things. One, it gives them an assurance that if I am working with dose ID product, that it's going to work. Right. I don't have to worry. You know, did someone use a tag that hasn't been tested for quality? Did someone use a tag that maybe works in refrigerators but doesn't work in shelves? So making sure that all that stuff works together. The second really huge benefit, though, is the silo issue. So if you think about, let's just use an example of Pixis and Omnicell and, and us. And if a new refrigerator comes online, now I have to create an interconnection with the refrigerator company. Pixis has to create the interconnection and Omnicell has to do it, right? So I have basically six endpoints to three connections. Now, if a second refrigerator vendor comes in, the number doubles. So I've now got, you know, effectively six connections and 12 points. Now I've got to get IT involved to make my cabinet work with my pop, or I need the, this system to work with them. What Dose ID allows you to do is, all right, I'm going to bring in a new cabinet vendor. As long as that cabinet is Dose ID, I don't have to worry about, did they talk to the fridge vendor, the carousel vendor, the shelf vendor? It will just work. So I can plug new systems from new vendors in and not have to do all these point-to-point integrations and not have to involve IT. It's a huge paradigm shift. Gets us away from these horrible silos that are in the hospital. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really cool to just have in it everything, uh, essentially a plug-and-play kind of. I guess like does Dose ID as the consortium, is there like a a timeline of like when these certifications are going to be more prevalent or it has already started? Um, I know the announcement came in August, but I, I'm not really sure what the timeline is. Sure. So um, it's already started. So our lab has already been testing both new what we call inlays. So those are the bags themselves from multiple vendors, as well as multiple pieces of automation equipment, including ours. So that's already taking place. The first uh, Dose ID board meeting and member is in October, and we're looking forward to having lots of vent- uh, lots of members from all over the community join us for that uh, member meeting. So about the the members and uh, about like you know Kitcheck being on the board, like what is the role that you are you, you as Kitcheck are are playing on the board? I know the board is, uh, consists of vendors, manufacturers, hospitals. Uh, what is it that you guys are contributing to uh, to Dosetti's board? So we're a member like everyone else. We have one vote like everyone else. And what we're really contributing is the expertise of having 120 million doses already in the field and those lessons learned. So we've already been dealing with issues like how do I how do I track uh, medications from a manufacturer uh, into the hospital, and how do I deal with things like beyond use dating? So we're contributing that those lessons learned. We also um, have you know obviously we're contributing our our 
applications into Dose ID, but ultimately, you know, we're really just one piece of a bigger puzzle. So the, the board is going to consist of a variety of automation vendors, pharma companies, and RFID companies. And I wouldn't say KitCheck is a founding member, which makes us unique, but other than that, we're 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 just one of the uh, the broader industry players. So for the industry, how do you, like other hospitals that maybe are not members yet, how do they contribute and become a member? They can go on to Dose ID's site, and there's a form that they can interest in. The hospitals are an incredibly important piece of this because uh, what they they play a role of being able to help pharma, the RFID vendors, and the automation vendors all understand what are the use cases they care about, right? Do we care about having shelving? Do we care about having whatever it is also RFID? And secondarily, as we start to define the use cases, so, you know, we talked about this refrigerated use case. As we talk about new use cases that are important where we want to avoid siloing and improve interoperability, the hospitals have a very important role in defining what those needs are. I see. I see. So that that's really good that you were able to have. I mean, it makes sense because they are the ones using the RFID technologies. Um, so, so far, uh, so far, like, has the hospitals been able to contribute, like, specific issues or scenarios where uh, the group as a whole has been able to address uh, for making things standard? So at the first meeting with the hospital members, one of the one of the key things is to find some of the cases. And there's there's certainly been some chatter, but nothing has been uh, fully defined. I see. I see. Okay, that's really cool. So so how can people find out more about Dose ID? So if they go to doseid.org, there's a full site that's set up by the consortium and um, register to become a member, particularly if you're part of a hospital. It doesn't cost anything. And at the uh, member, which is going to be announced shortly, we're going to have a really interesting program that talks about not just what those ideas, but also lessons learned from other industries and standards bodies and things like that, so that we can all just the right way out of the gate. I see. That's really cool. So I guess another question about being a member, will there be some sort of, I guess, uh, online like forum? Uh, there's definitely there's definitely going to be meetings where the the different members will get together. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if an online gets made, but uh, I don't know that uh, anyone's committed to that yet. I see. Okay, that that's really cool. Um, are there any like additional things you want to talk about for Dosadi before we wrap it up? Look, I'm super excited about this. It's uh, you know, we, we've done such a, a huge amount of work uh, getting RFID sort of more broadly known and, and used in hospitals. And it's, it is so much bigger than just us. And being able to bring together other automation vendors, the pharmas, the 503Bs, even the RFID companies is the right way to do this. So that way we can ensure that if you buy a tag drug, it just works from a performance perspective. It works in any system and that you've got complete and accurate data on each individual drug. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited too about Dose ID as a consortium. It, it just brings everybody together because this is like a common goal that, um, you know, it's a challenge that everyone faces. So uh, it's really great. And, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing uh, that information. Uh, thank you for taking some time uh, to be on the podcast. And I'll put more information, the link to Dose ID into our show notes for people who are interested in uh, finding out more. All right. Thanks so much, Tony. All right. If you like our show, please share with your friends. 
or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal. Thank you.